Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Stay Focused. My name is Pastor Jay Morgan. I am the director of the Appalachia Prayer Center Ministries and the West Virginia Prayer Lines, and I'm your host today. I'm excited to jump into the topic of today and also to introduce you to my guest. We uh, are going to talk about the subject of mental health, mental um, disease, a mental and emotional disease uh, in, in, within Christians. Um, it, does that happen? How to respond if you think that that is um, something that you are suffering with or a loved one is suffering with? Uh, we're going to talk about the, some of the stigma attached to that and really why doesn't the church talk about this more often? I think it's an important subject to, to talk about, particularly in the times that we're in but ongoing as well. My guest today um, is a lady, a precious uh, woman of God by the name of Jenny Newbro. I've known Jenny for many years. We met together. We were both leading Celebrate Recoveries in different parts of the state many years ago. We met at a, a conference, um, a Celebrate Recovery Leaders Conference. She's just become a good friend, a ministry partner. Uh, Jenny um, is very qualified to talk about what we're talking about, uh, about today. Uh, she is... Um, been a Christian counselor for over 30 years. Uh, Jenny has a doctorate of ministry, a master's of theology, and a master's of divinity. Uh, she uh, she's an author. Uh, um, she is a, a speaker and a teacher, and as I mentioned already, a counselor. Uh, she has been walking with people through pain and trauma for many, many years now. And, and, and in addition to all that, I know her as a spirit-filled woman of God. So I'm excited for you, those of you who do not know Jenny, to get to know her today. Um, uh, before I bring her on, I just want to say that our interview today is going to stretch over two episodes of Stay Focused. So we're going to begin today, and we're going to continue it tomorrow. You're going to want to listen to both episodes all the way through uh, as we talk about different uh, matters as it relates to... Um, mental health uh, within Christians and the church. Let's go ahead and welcome Jenny. All right, Jenny, uh, it's so good to have you with me today on uh, Stay Focused. And I, I know people are going to be blessed by hearing from you, uh, your heart, your, your story, your testimony, and just um, just what God has done with you. Th thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, thank you for the honor and the joy. Thank you very much. So. We, we're jumping into a very big, difficult, complicated uh, can of worms, <laughs> and uh, which is, um, you know, throughout my ministry as a pastor is exactly the types of things I'd love to, to, to talk about. Um, but also, you're a, you're a troublemaker. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I found that in order to, uh, to build that sometimes you got to tear some things down and get it out. and Right. And uh, hiding things doesn't fix it, and Amen. But yet we believe somehow that it does, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which is a really good intro segue into today's conversation, and that is um, is how the church is engages with uh, the the issues of mental health. And uh, I, I, there's a handful of things I want us to cover, and it doesn't matter how we get there, but it just in general, um, just as people are tuning in, they can know what we're going to, just some big topics that we're going to talk about uh, today and also on the next episode is issues like, are, is, is mental and emotional issues real? I mean, mm -hmm. um, do, can Christians um, suffer from mental and emotional issues if, if they are real? 
Uh, does it somehow mean they're weak spiritually? Um, are, are they different from a physical uh, illness? Also, mm -hmm. we want to give some hope and encouragement to someone who mm -hmm. is struggling or have family members who are struggling. So these are the broad areas that we're going to just jump into over the next two episodes to stay focused. And I'm just, again, just super uh, thrilled to have my friend, Jenny Newbro, <laughs> uh, talking through these issues with us. Jenny, we met several years ago through um, Celebrate Recovery. Yes. Uh, yes. We were both leading Celebrate Recovery Ministries with yes. John Eklund. Uh, met John. Yes. Uh, yes. And then we hosted, actually, a, a Celebrate Recovery kind of leaders meeting uh, down yes. at our place. And I think that's when I first met you. Yes, I think so, too. I remember. I remember the, everything about that encounter. God was good. So. I mean, it was, it, was such a, it was a great day. And yes. <laughs> uh, through the years, though, we have, uh, and that was right, uh, really, before social media, right as, right. as, uh, as mm -hmm. Facebook was starting to come out and stuff. But through the years, as ministries and paths went different ways, um, we have reconnected, though, through Amen. social media, and now we're back into uh, sharing ministry opportunities together in prayer and freedom and just praying for um, mm -hmm. the Lord to move in our home state of West Virginia. Yes. And so it's been just really great to, to mm -hmm. reconnect with you. But Amen. let's go ahead and just jump into, today, into today's topic, and I uh, just want people to know a little bit of your story, and, and then we'll just start talking about how these issues uh, relate to our lives. Okay. Well, I think I'll start out by encouraging everyone to have a good laugh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Laughter is good medicine, according to God's word. And so I think as I start, I'm going to start by sharing a brief part of my testimony of how I became what's called a Christian counselor. Okay. And so how did God do that? How did God take me from being a stay-at-home mom with a, a teaching degree from college? How did God take me from being that to being a Christian counselor? What was his plan? What, does he do? what did he have to do? And uh, in my story, um, something I want to quote the Apostle Paul. Uh, Paul said that... It's God's plan that we would all grow up into all things in Christ Jesus. Yes. So I'm quoting that to let everyone know that um, when my story, my journey of, be, of learning and understanding mental and emotional health, when God began that journey, I was very immature. I was not mature. Now, I thought I was, okay? right. but God knew better. And, and I want to encourage everyone that God knows us. He knows where we are, and he knows exactly how to take us from where we are to where he's calling us. And so our immaturity, our arrogance, our, you know, any of those human qualities are not a problem for the Lord. Yes. He created us. He sees the end from the beginning. So God started out in that I was, I had gone to college, had a degree in education, had taught um, a middle school for a couple of years, but then I became a mother and became a stay-at-home mom. 
okay? And with that, I continued to be a teacher because I taught a lot of Bible studies at my church and led some small groups and things like that. So I was using my motivational gift of teaching, and I was very comfortable with that. Well, one day, the pastor of the church called me into his office, and we were talking, and he said, everybody comes to you for advice. Everybody's always asking Jenny what she thinks they should do. He said, we have a room downstairs. You know that room. He says, how about if we clean that out and make that a counseling room for you, and you can begin to counsel people. So my very mature response to him was I stood up and I said, excuse me, I don't believe in counseling. If you know God, you don't need a counselor. You know his word and you don't need counseling. They said, that's for people who don't know God. And so I was revealing my immaturity, my arrogance. I thought I knew it all. And I'm confessing that because that was real at that time. But God knew how to bring me from that place. He confronted me through my pastor. My pastor saw something in the spirit that I didn't know or see. And so God then took me on a journey. And I won't go into the details of it all, but he took me on a journey of time after time, I would be confronted by people about being a counselor. And I would answer the same way. I don't believe in counseling. If you know God, you don't need a counselor. You've got the the all the all-knowing counselor with you, and all you need to do is talk to God. And I thought in my immaturity that that was true, but God knew differently. And so God then began to put people in my life and create situations that I finally broke. (laughs) In fact, my pastor, he continued to use my pastor my pastor said, because I kept saying, I, you know, we don't need a counselor. And he said, and finally he said, but people keep coming to you for help. And I didn't even see what he saw. And he, I, he said, what do I need to get through to you? And I just, in my arrogance, I said, I, I'd have to go back to school and get a degree and whatever. And I can't do that. I can't afford that. He said, you find a school and we'll pay for it. Oh, wow. How about wow. that? Oh. And that was amazing because this wasn't a well-to-do church. It was just a humble church. But he said, you find the school and we'll pay for it. Well, God led me. I, you know, it was the early days of computers. And I found a school in Akron, Ohio called the Institute of Pastoral Counseling. And I could, it was only about three hours from where I lived. And I could go there. I could do the work from home on my computer and I only had to go to the campus one weekend a month. And so I I said to him, okay, if you think I should do this, I will. And I went. And as soon as, because of the anointed 
man who was head of the school and so forth. Because of all that, um, I opened my heart and I fell in love with what God had called me to be and to do. And so what I'm saying is that many people who struggle with accepting people's needs for mental or emotional help, many people who struggle with that or think it's wrong or want to avoid it or deny it, they simply, that's an area of immaturity in their life. And I believe we all, when will we grow up? When will Jenny be all grown up? Not until she goes to be with the Lord, and then he'll complete his good work in me. And so we're all in a process of growing, learning, and changing. And so I commend you, Jay, for um, opening up a discussion about this with people, because right. God wants us all to learn and grow and change so he can use us more and more. And so that's a little bit of my story. Now, that's, a, that's an encouraging story. And so just a couple of questions back, back um, uh, based off your story. So your intent was, not, was to honor the Lord by resisting the idea of counseling. Right, right. It's like, you know, I was basically saying to the pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, uh, like Saul. Yes. You, you know, you thought you were honoring the Lord by yes. resisting this, but honestly, it was an area of growth that you need to encounter. And so, yes. And, and I've met, I mean, I've been in, in uh, pulpit ministry all of my adult life, 30 years now, and in various capacities. And I've met many God-fearing people who are not insensitive people, but they, they resist the idea that people can be emotionally <laughs> or mentally unhealthy. And it comes out through a lot of different ways, like, um, you know, that's just, and I want us to talk about this in a minute, is the difference between knowing if I'm spiritually empty or if I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. Is this a spiritual issue? Because spiritual issues can often mm -hmm. look like mental and emotional. Like I said, this right. is a complicated can of worms. And if <laughs> you just want a, uh, um, like a one liner or something, this, this is, it, it's kind of like trying to talk to a doctor about um, cardiac disease. Mm -hmm. There's not a one-liner. There's, there's, right. there's not right. um, uh, five, five seconds or, or five sentences that can get us through this, but it can be understood. And there is a difference between um, spiritual emptiness and emotional needs. Mm -hmm. emotional Absolutely. Mental needs. Absolutely. So let's just start the conversation there uh, of understanding, because you said, you know, you would tell people well, you just you know you need to pray more yes right get closer to god that's it yeah, okay and so yeah. is that that's not a bad thing to do obviously no, we're not saying no, that no and would you say that that's definitely a first step uh, okay yeah I, your words first step are interesting because many people that have mental or emotional issues um, God can be a problem for them 
What I mean sure. is they can believe, you know, often they're disappointed. Why did God let this happen to me? If a woman's been raped, if a man's been, um, you know, traumatized in some way, then why did, if God loves me, if he's good, why did he let it happen? So often it's hard for people just to trust God. Okay. Right. And right. so that's part of the damage and the healing that needs done. And is for them to see God as he is. Right. You know, but, you know, something I want to focus on as we're talking is that um, God is the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And so when I was being arrogant and immature, he wasn't upset with me. In fact, I know he smiled just like I smile at my grandkids when I see their immaturity. See, God wasn't upset with me. He understood, and he knew the plans he had for me. And knowing that he's the father of compassion and the God of all comfort is an important place to begin with people that are hurting and struggling mentally and emotionally for them to know that they are unconditionally loved. Yes. And that God, who he, I often say, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Yes. And so life is a journey. Yes. You know, we go through, and everyone has their own personal journey they go through. Yes. And throughout God's word, he doubt, I'm even thinking as I was thinking about our sharing today, I thought it's interesting how Christ encountered so many people with mental and emotional issues. Mm. And our call Give is us some to, examples of, of that. Okay, in a minute. Okay. okay. Our, <laughs> our call is that we would grow up into all things in Christ, that we would be Christ-like. And so we are going to encounter people that are struggling mentally and emotionally because of life, the damage of life. Yes. You know, there's not one person on earth that has not been affected by living in a fallen world. Yes. Not one person. We all have damage of one kind or another. That's part of why we need the freedom to be open and real about it. Yes. You know, that's why God says, come boldly before the throne of grace and receive mercy. And that's what Christ was like with everyone. You know, that when he encountered someone in sin, he had mercy on them, not condemnation, not judgment, but mercy. And he encouraged them how to turn, how to change, how to trust him. You know, and I even think I, you know, this may, if you as a pastor disagree with me, please say so. Correct me. I'm willing to be corrected, okay? But I think of Christ, who was fully God, yet fully man at the same time. That Christ's time in Gethsemane, that 
small period of time he spent in Gethsemane before his crucifixion. To me, I treasure that time in Christ's life because he was fully human. In my words, you won't find this in anybody's Bible, but in my words, he had a panic attack in the garden. Take this from me. No, don't make me go through this. I can't do this. Mm. He sweat blood. Talk wow. about anxiety. It's comforting to know that Jesus endured yes. everything we've endured. That's absolutely. Yes. 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 And, and that's scripture. Yes. And years ago when I was counseling someone who was dealing with a lot of anxiety that was understandable because of their circumstances, they were being abused by a priest in their church. Okay. So they were going through a lot of anxiety. And when I was praying for them, I know it was Christ who spoke to me, but I was talking about him in Gethsemane. I said, you understand how they feel? You, you know, this is what you said in Gethsemane. You felt just like they did. And Christ spoke to me and he said, where was my father? And what he meant was, when I was in Gethsemane, where was my father? Well, you know, I didn't know. And I was so emotional at the time. I was crying. So I don't know. And I went to my bookshelf and pulled off about 10 Bibles and found the Gethsemanes in three of the Gospels. And in Luke, it says that the Father was moved with compassion oh, wow. and sent an angel to yeah. comfort his son. So when Christ was having an emotional breakdown in the garden, he wasn't condemned. Christ did, God didn't say to him, straighten up and act like a man. What kind of example were you being for the disciples? God didn't talk to him that way. He was the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And he sent an angel to comfort his son. Yes. And so that's the first step when we encounter someone with a psychological or emotional issue, God wants to extend his compassion through us. Not judgment, not condemnation, not correction, but compassion. Yes. Um, and again, so many things to talk about. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> and as I said at the front end, we're going to space this over two uh, episodes of Stay Focused. Uh, but in the future, I also want to have you come back, um, if, if, if you will, and we'll talk through more spe specifics. Amen. But, but for today, as we're wrapping up today and starting to, because I want you to pray over people. Okay. Um, I, I, maybe we can just talk a minute about why, why we think it's so hard for people, like many believers will accept the fact that someone's heart can be sick or mm -hmm. their body's not producing insulin or um, a variety of physical issues. And of course, as a believer who believes in miracles, I believe in miracles and healing, mm -hmm. instant healing, and healing that takes a process for the physical bodies. I, 
however God wants to bring it. I know he's the author of, of and he, he's the father of lights and all good gifts come through him. So I believe in miracles. I believe in instant healing. Um, but it, so I'm, I'm not one who's sitting here uh, saying that God doesn't heal instantly. But what we, we're usually more comfortable with saying that we know someone's body is sick, but when it comes to the mind or the emotions, we treat that different. Mm-hmm. And now I personally feel like that uh, by saying that someone's emotions or, or their mind uh, is, is suffering from disease or sick, I'm not saying that God can't help them, and I, I certainly believe that God can instantly heal them. I, I, I mean, I believe that that's, that's right. possible, but we, but it seems like when it comes to emotional or depression or anxiety, if someone doesn't get instantly free from it, mm-hmm. we just kind of assume that there's a spiritual problem with that person. Yeah. But we give a little more grace if they don't receive a healing in their body. Yes. Now, some people, they, they don't. <laughs> Obviously, there are some people who, if you don't get the immediate healing in your body, there's something wrong with you as well. And that's a whole other issue. Right. But I do see uh, there's often more grace extended for people who are contending for physical healing than those who are contending for emotional and mental healing. Yes. Why, why do you think that is? Um, well, you know, I'll go back to the word I used. I think it's immaturity, a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding. Now, something that I'm privileged to be part of and to know, and I'll hold up a magazine here, which I know you'll see it backwards here, but this is a magazine from from the American Association of Christian Counselors. Now, when God first called me into counseling, this ministry didn't exist. Mm. But this ministry, AACC, is so powerful and so good. You know, in fact, this issue says research and practices for mental health care. Okay? And so I, what I'm saying is I think a lot of people, as I said, they just assume that I think it's immaturity, a lack of knowledge. If you don't understand something, then you don't want to deal with it. And so you go into denial and say, well, you know, they're just resisting God or they don't have enough faith or something like that, rather than the reality of a lot of mental and emotional issues is also physical, you know, That's what psychiatry is all about. A psychiatrist deals with the brain function and malfunction of the brain and the brain chemistry and all of that, along with life trauma and so forth. You know, believe it or not, you do believe this, but I'm saying it because it's coming to my mind. As we're going through this pandemic, there are going to be people on the other side of this with a lot of what's called post-traumatic stress. Yes. Because of the major changes that have taken place in their life, how their life has been restrained, restricted, losses, different things that they've dealt with, death of a loved one. Think about that. Someone you love is dying in the hospital when you're not allowed to go and hug them. 
You right. can't hold their hand. You can't be there with them. They die alone and you're alone and you feel guilt and shame. That's traumatic. And so this very pandemic we're living through is going to uh, stir a, a great need for the church to be equipped to care for people that have been traumatized through this. So what you're doing, Jay, is very valuable because people need, we need our hearts and minds open to God's plan. He's the healer, the restorer of Absolutely. all things, of all things, even as mental we and emotional. Even as we would seek healing for people who are suffering from the effects of this virus and COVID-19, we would see, pray that God would send healing and he would send answers and, and vaccines, however he wants to move to help this. We're praying for that. I think it's real important that we're praying um, that with the very real fact that people are mentally suffering and they won't just bounce back. As a matter of fact, I believe it's going to be extremely hard for some people to bounce back because yes. fear, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I've heard perception is reality, perceived or not. Right. Fear can lock you. Mm -hmm. Just telling people that, um, I think just telling people, well, you need to trust God more. While it could be true, uh, there's a lot of roadblocks to that. And so we, we need to begin. And, and where, as a believer, where I first go to is prayer and say, Lord, help us in this situation. I want you to, to lead us in, in just a moment in a prayer for healing uh, for people who are suffering from fear and anxiety related to this pandemic. Also, just for the Lord to um, guide the church and how to respond to that. And now we're going to be back on the next episode, and, and I want you to talk specifically then about if, if, as an individual, I feel like I am suffering from an emotional or mental mm -hmm. disorder, uh, what I should do. Yes. And then, as a family member, if there's someone in your life that is suffering, or you feel that they are, they're showing the, the signs, what should they do? And so we'll get into that tomorrow. But today, um, right now, as we wrap up, if you could just pray the healing grace of the Holy Spirit, the peace of God mm -hmm. over people as we're trying to figure out how to transition back into Amen. life. Okay. And Lord, I thank you that as we pray for people that are being affected by the trauma of all of this in multiple different ways, Lord, I think of your heart for Peter. Yes. When you were crucified, your disciple, Peter, was overwhelmed with anxiety and fear. Yes. And so he denied he even knew you out of fear of what would, what are they going to do to me because I'm his friend? And you, oh Lord, were moved with compassion and you prayed for him. And you said, Peter, I've prayed for you. Yes. I've prayed for you. So, Lord, we follow your lead. And we pray for everyone 
that is being traumatized through this pandemic in multiple different ways, loss of loved ones, loss of businesses, loss of income, fear of illness, fear of, of, of the unknown, just fear of every kind. Lord, we agree with you and we lift them up in prayer. And Lord, we lift ourselves up in prayer. We too, oh God, are human. Yes, Lord. And the enemy would love to paralyze us with fear. Yes, and so we say, God, in your mercy, thank you that you have interceded for us. I believe just as you prayed for Peter when you knew he was going to be attacked by fear, you are interceding for us. <laughs> you who sit in the heavenlies are ever interceding. You are interceding for us that we would not be bound with anxiety, but that we would be free, free in Christ, free to be vessels of your compassion and your mercy in this time of need. God, use us. Fill us with your mercy. Fill us with your compassion. Fill us, oh God, by the power of your grace. Fill us, Lord. Amen. Amen. We receive that, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you, Lord, for the, uh, the, the teaching and shepherding and passion and mercy that's in Jenny as she is sharing this with us. I just pray, Lord, that many would receive you right now, receive hope and healing, peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Well, Jenny, I am I'm so happy that um, you have shared with us today. And we're going to pick back. I just want to tell everyone we're going to pick back up on this very next episode. And I want to encourage you that if you know anyone who is suffering from um, anxiety, depression, panic, bipolar issues, whatever issues that they are uh, suffering with, I encourage you to have them watch tomorrow specifically and tag them in the video when it comes on or share it with them. That might be a little, little personal to tag them, but, <laughs> uh, but share, share it with them. You can share it to them in messenger. I will mm -hmm. post a post earlier in the day. If you're watching all this on replay, um, it will just be the next episode with stay focused. Uh, and I'm just really excited to, to, to uh, continue this con conversation and, and speak with people who are suffering mm -hmm. because you know, I, I, Jesus wants to heal people. He Amen. wants people free. Amen. It's not created you just to yeah. live life locked down in anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. And we want to yes. show you some ways to live in that freedom. Amen. Mm -hmm.